0: From Washington, this is the CQ Budget Podcast, your leading Capitol Hill source on how Congress allocates federal taxpayer dollars. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker.
1: And I'm Jennifer Schatt, budget and appropriations reporter.
0: And Happy New Year from all of us at the CQ Budget Podcast. This is our first podcast of the new year, but the issues are much the same as we left them before the break. Uh, we, ha- we still need to do a major appropriations package for the current fiscal year that began last October. Uh, they face a February 18 deadline. That's when the current stopgap expires. And at the same time, Democrats say they're still trying to pass, they hope, the Build Back Better package, the major reconciliation package for, to expand the social safety net and do combat climate change. It's a huge muddle. Uh, So we want to sort of take stock today about where things are shaping up, what this is looking like, how quickly can we see action on one or both of these packages, both of which are huge undertakings. Jen, where do you think things stand right now?
1: I think things are a bit in flux right now, sort of the way they have been for months. Um, And to just start off sort of with the appropriations process for fiscal year 22, which, as you said, began back on October 1st, conversations have been sort of circling among the staff level somewhat loosely for weeks now. And I think what we're going to start seeing in mid and late January are those negotiations really get going between Democrats, Republicans and the Biden administration on total spending levels for defense and non-defense accounts, as well as what to say in terms of government spending policy, which are the big debates here. They have about six weeks until the current temporary government funding bill or continuing resolution expires on February 18th. And in the real world, that is a good bit of time, six weeks. But in Congress... Um, where things tend to move on pretty slowly and they tend to increase the closer you get to a deadline or a fiscal cliff like this. Um, You know, I think things are going to get going, but I don't really think we're going to see final resolutions on spending levels for a few weeks. And of course, how long it takes and the longer it takes Democrats and Republicans to get to agreement on how much to spend on various government departments and government agencies Uh, will really determine whether or not Congress will have time to uh, reach bipartisan agreement then on the 12 appropriations bills by that February 18th deadline. And of course, those negotiations tend to require a bit of um, attention and time from leadership. And as we all know, Democratic leadership and the Biden administration is also really focused right now on voting rights legislation, um, and the reconciliation package and what that is going to look like. And so not a lot of time here in terms of uh, Congress time, um, but it seems like everyone sort of wants to get to an appropriations deal.
0: Yeah, but they, as you say, they still need to, to cut a bipartisan deal on how much to allocate for defense and non-defense. That's, that's been holding them up for months, um, and they've not been able to do it. We've seen a little bit of give, I would say, because Democrats have made clear they're now more open to a little more money for defense. You know, Republicans are pushing for this idea of parity between defense and non-defense spending increases. Democrats aren't willing to go that far so far. They still want a lot more for non-defense than they do for defense in terms of increases. Um, But Democrats are beginning to show some give there because the defense policy bill did provide about $25 billion more in defense than than the Biden administration requested, and Dems supported that in large numbers. So there's a little bit of give. They might get closer, but Republicans surely want to curb back the amount of non-defense spending way more than Democrats do. There's still no sign that they're close to resolving that. And until they cut a deal on that, you know, you can't get an omnibus spending package done. And, Jen, that brings up the complication to me of, of the of the big Build Back Better package because, you know, at the same time, they're still going to try to do Build Back Better. And, you know, if I were a Democrat, I'd want to know what, what programs are getting into Build Back Better and what aren't before I agreed to an omnibus spending package to set non-defense levels, because there might be programs I I want to get stuck into the omnibus if it doesn't get stuck into Build Back Better, right? I mean, doesn't that complicate how these talks take shape?
1: I think it does to a certain extent, but it seems like right now there is a lot of focus on trying to keep Build Back Better, that reconciliation package. And the dozen annual appropriations bills on separate tracks. Uh, we have been hearing for a while now. You know, when that reconciliation package was three point five trillion, and then when that reconciliation package went down to about roughly two trillion, that Republicans really wanted to see what the final spending levels were in that package, particularly for programs that do overlap with the appropriations bills, because you know if Democrats were to put a lot of funding for a certain program in the Build Back Better reconciliation package, Republicans might not want to plus up that number in a bipartisan appropriations package as much. And so I think they have been a little bit tangled um, during the past few months. But it seems like heading into this February 18th deadline for the government funding bills, they do seem to be mostly right now on separate tracks. Because obviously... I think everyone has sort of come around to the idea that a full year stopgap spending bill, mostly continuing previous funding levels and previous spending policies isn't in anyone's best interest right now. And so what really has to come together in terms of the appropriations package in the next six weeks or so is how much money uh, Republicans and Democrats are willing to spend on this. And I think looking at the Senate appropriations bills, Uh, is where most people are at right now in terms of where the negotiations start. Uh, Democrats in those bills increased uh, non-defense discretionary spending by about 13% over current levels and defense discretionary spending by about 5% over enacted levels. And as you were mentioning, that 5% for defense accounts is in line with the annual defense authorization number And so we have heard from Republicans, um, including Senate Appropriations Ranking Member Richard Shelby of Alabama, that they want a little bit more than that 5% for defense. But we've also heard that they want parity or equal increases between defense and non-defense for the current fiscal year. And so exactly where they come down on those numbers is anyone's guess right now. Um, I don't really think it's going to be 5% and 5%. I think it will be a little bit different than that. But that's what they have to do in the next few weeks if they want to get it on with this.
0: Yeah, it's tough. Um, and then in terms of Build Back Better, you know, we did hear from Joe Manchin this week the key swing vote on this whole reconciliation package. Um, and he made clear that. There have been no, nego- no new negotiations going on, although Chuck Schumer, the Senate Majority Leader, pushed back on that and said, well, they've talked in bits and pieces about it. But it was pretty clear that there are no substantive talks going on on reconciliation bef- during the Christmas break or, or up till now, and they're consumed by voting rights. Manchin did seem open to resuming talks, uh, if you can call that any kind of positive momentum for the package, um, he stressed how he's he's always willing to talk to people about it. But he also, at the same time, reiterated all the concerns he has about it uh, with inflation ramping up and excessive spending that he thinks is going to overheat the economy and all of his other concerns that have made this such a tough obstacle to get by. So there's no there's no sign right now of of anything coming together on reconciliation, particularly as the Senate is going to be mired in a whole debate over voting rights, and so that's going to take weeks and weeks and weeks. And as you say, appropriators are facing this February 18 deadline to get an omnibus done. Um, so does that mean priorities get flipped, Jen, and and we're just going to see a a, a sudden push for the omnibus once? Once voting rights, once the voting rights saga is over,
1: I don't know that it's safe to put anything in an order. You know, Congress, the Senate particularly will do item one and then move on to item two and then move on to item three. And you know, if item three is Build Back Better, I don't know that it's necessarily safe to say that there will not be negotiations about that or rewriting of legislative text while they're on voting rights or while they're working on the omnibus and spending levels for the current fiscal year. Um, But just in terms of floor timing and floor votes, if that's what we're talking about here, I think potentially, yes. I don't know that there is necessarily a situation right now in terms of ongoing negotiations with Manchin where they can get to final legislative text and head to the Senate floor on that reconciliation package within the next six weeks, while leadership is also focused on the voting rights legislation that Democrats want to advance and then trying to have some type of carve out or change to the Senate rules when that those voting rights bills uh, are likely blocked by Republicans in the Senate. Um, and of course, while that is happening on the Senate floor, you know, negotiations will, of course, be happening on appropriations and the Democrats reconciliation package. But who goes first in terms of floor timing is really going to be determined by the pace of those negati- negotiations and how quickly um, the people involved in those talks get to a final agreement. And of course, the fallback option for the appropriations bills is always another temporary government funding bill uh, or continuing resolution. And so I think, you know, there's always that failsafe there. Um, for appropriators and congressional leaders, if they cannot reach agreement on the appropriations bills, but it seems like the hope right now and the goal right now is to avoid another CR.
0: Right, uh, but we should and we should also say though that as tough as it is to work out a, an omnibus spending deal with tensions already high, they are going to have to attempt to do that when partisan tensions explode in the Senate over voting rights. I mean, this whole battle now, they're entering a period where Senate Democrats are going to push to change the Senate filibuster rules to push through voting rights on a simple majority vote. I mean, that is going to, as if partisan tensions weren't already sort of at a boiling point, that is only going to exacerbate the situation right at the time when they're trying to negotiate an omnibus deal, which takes bipartisan cooperation to, to make happen. I mean, you know, that's not a, a good recipe here for for a, a quick deal.
1: Right. And I think we are going to see um, politics and partisanship increase even a bit more this year, heading into the 22 midterms as Republicans look to take back the House and possibly the Senate. Um, but I don't get the sense that Republican leadership in the Senate is, especially, or maybe the correct word, is extremely concerned about Democrats being able to change legislative filibuster rules in the Senate for the voting rights um, legislation that they want to advance. because we've heard so clearly from Arizona Democrat Kristen Cinema, uh, and mostly clearly from West Virginia Democrat Joe Manchin that they really are not in favor of this. And so the votes aren't there. And those statements have been public and ongoing from Cinnamon and Manchin for months now. So yes, Democrats in the Senate really want to advance some of these voting rights bills. Um, but I don't think Republicans actually think they're going to be able to do it. Um, and as you know, appropriators... There's that sort of age-old joke in Washington, and particularly on Capitol Hill, where there's sort of three parties in D.C. There's Democrats, there's Republicans, and then there's appropriators, right? And so the way the appropriations process tends to work, on average, is even in these midterm election years, even when there's other legislative issues happening that really divide Republicans and Democrats, appropriators are usually over in a room sometimes by themselves saying, can we just get our work done? (laughs) And so I think that tends to be, um, I guess, the vibe I'm getting from conversations right now. Um, But, you know, if leadership says shut it down, you're long CR, either Republican or Democratic leadership, that's what's going to happen. But I don't think that's where it's headed right now.
0: Okay. Well, we can pray, I guess, that cooler heads prevail and... They can cut a deal on spending levels that has eluded them for months and resolve all of these major policy fights that are inherent in any omnibus spending package. We will see how that shapes up in coming weeks. The deadline is approaching and we will see how Build Back Better fares, if at all. Uh, And CQ Roll Call will be covering it all for you as always. That does it for us today. If you have any questions or comments about our podcast, we'd love to hear from you. You can always drop us an email. The address is cqpodcast, one word, at cqrollcall.com. The CQ Budget Podcast is produced by CQ Roll Call, a leader in nonpartisan political and policy news and analysis for more than 70 years. CQ Roll Call is part of Fiscal Note, a global technology and media company. Thank you all for listening. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker.
1: And I'm Jennifer Shutt, budget and appropriations reporter.
0: You can always stay up to date by subscribing to the CQ Budget newsletter. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, NPR One, or just Google the phrase CQ Budget Podcast. And we'll be back next week.